0: to the book of medora podcast the podcast where we discuss zelda lore i've kidnapped my friends monica
1: hello ah
0: and cameron this is a weird bit of lore you've got going here and lock them in a room <laughs> and we are not allowed to leave until we feel like it i guess oh yeah that seems that seems equitable
1: i, I was ready to get all into the act don't no
0: no that's not for a podcast okay where where did we last leave off in our links adventure through the skies?
1: It is time to collect the songs of the dragons.
2: Yeah, I think the last thing we did was talk to Levius. Well, Grandpa. Well, Grandpa. Or and we collect songs. Yeah. Well, Grandpa says that you have to collect all the different parts of the song of the hero. He has one part. Uh, the three dragons on the surface have the other three parts, but he's not going to give you his part
0: until you go get the other three. So hop to it.
1: Which uh, which dragon do you go after first, Crystal?
0: Uh, I'll go to my favorite region of Lanayru.
1: Oh, so do I. Oh, okay. And Cam?
0: I, I just do it uh,
2: green, red, yellow.
1: But yellow gives you the lightning round.
2: Yeah, I know. Okay. I come to that later.
1: Okay. But we're going to talk about Lanayru first. Okay, let's
2: go do Lanayru.
1: Um, Lanayru, you... Go to a new area that you haven't been before. It's Laneru Gorge. What
2: allows you to reach it? Is it just like an earthquake? <sighs> you didn't write this down.
1: I didn't write this down. okay
2: I, I, we're going to say that there was some kind of earthquake. Oh, that I know anyway
1: to... actually I do know the the Gorin Gorko's assistant oh. manages to dig through okay the tunnel he's been working away the whole time.
2: Now that's all making sense.
1: Yes. he rewards you for um, investing in him if you if you did that. Oh cool. Uh, get money back you get money back money doesn't mean anything in this game it it can
2: mean quite a bit a
1: little anyway you make your way to lanae gorge which is an area that has been really mined out um the huge gorges at least partially seem to be due to uh time shift stone mining
2: yeah so it's like stripped the land of huge swaths of stone yes it's an artificial canyon it's a quarry yeah
1: um, and then you walk around, and then you notice a uh, very open area, and then there's a huge set of bones. Yeah,
2: big old pile of bones.
1: And they're chained down.
2: Chained down pile of bones.
1: That's a little bit strange. And oddly enough, the giant uh, dragon-like skull still has some, some light in the eyes.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> it, well, these things are really hard to kill, even when they're dead.
1: Yeah. I suppose they could still be brought to life. Anyway. Um, as Link explores around, um, you can notice a, a sparkling key at the bottom of the gorge, um, probably hidden by that dragon. Is, really is that
2: key see. for anything?
1: Yes, it unlocks a door to the side. Oh, okay. Um, and you, you go through that path and you, you find a time stone embedded in a mining cart. Okay, And there is a brief escort mission where you escort this time stone all the way back um, to the, the remains of that uh, mysterious bone
2: dragon. dragon. Yeah. And it's Lanayru.
1: Yeah, you hit it and you go into the past. This whole area is engulfed in the past. It's and a strong
2: time shift stone. It's a
1: very strong time shift stone. And the thunder dragon Laneru is ill, just like hacking up a lung or something.
2: He's got the pneumonia,
1: and there are tiny robots uh, running around, and they're all worried for the Thunder Dragon. Um, they mentioned that the Thunder Dragon was the entity or deity that gave permission for them to mine for Time Shift Stones, which is a bit strange because they need Time Shift Stones to to power themselves. So. Do they? Well, they need the ancient oil, but I think at least in part they. I don't been...
2: know. It's very complicated. I think
1: this came up under discussion before. They do need it.
2: Okay. <clears throat> So the robots are like, please help the
0: thunder dragon. Please. Yes. Help him.
2: <laughs> um
1: Lena gives him a name a
0: Cyborg. Why oh. do you ask? Cuz he's got like glowy bits on him and like tubes.
1: <laughs> um I thought that was more embodying the um the spirit of lightning
2: in the same way that Feron has like water running up and down her chest.
1: Yeah. I guess it's debatable whether or not Leneiru uh, Lene created the robots.
2: Okay, so the but I don't think that Leneiru is a cyborg unless being a cyborg means you have a lot of ec- electricity in you, in which case, yes, Leneiru is a cyborg.
0: <laughs> right, if, uh, any creature what has electricity in it is cyborg. Oh, okay. Well, there's a lot of cyborgs out there. Yeah. We are, Have you read that one essay? No. <laughs> what? 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 Hold on, let me pick it it up. A Cyborg Manifesto by uh, Donna Jean. By Donna Haraway. Donna Jean Haraway. Okay. Yeah, read it. Uh, Must I? Uh, You know, it's like the concept of the cyborg is a rejection of rigid boundaries. Notably those separating human from animal and human from machine. Hmm. Cyborg
2: Manifesto. Science? Technology, and Socialist Feminism in the Late 20th Century.
1: Sounds okay. like a very interesting...
2: I'll read this later, then. Yeah, it's like furries or cyborgs. Okay, why not?
1: Um, the neighbor gives you a nickname, or name, <laughs> LD-Link.16. LD
0: Does that mean you're 16? Well, you're the, it's the 16th game.
2: Oh!
1: Oh, gosh.
2: Yeah, okay, I'm feeling it now.
1: Laneru thinks each Link in each game is different.
2: <laughs> well, he's not wrong. Well, he, oh. he could be
0: referring to other Links.
2: I mean, they're mm, not at this point in the timeline he can't. Link is the first.
0: The, mm, perhaps he is the the first of the Links, but the last of something else.
1: Of the LD Link series. <laughs>
0: it could also just be <laughs> metatextual. Yeah, well, like uh, like uh, Bayek. Last of the Medjai, first of the assassins. Yeah, that would make sense.
1: Um, he does refer to you also as the hero chosen by the goddess, though.
2: Yeah, you're the one.
1: Yep. Um, anyway, the robots um, talk about their plan to plant a seedling from the Tree of Life. Only they're trying to do it in Leneru. you know, the worst place possible to try to plant anything.
2: Because it's a desert. Yes. Even back then desertification had happened to massive swaths of it
1: Um, sort of yes but it's just not very hardy ground Uh and unsustainable and they're like can you take it somewhere and link hauls the seed off
2: he's like where can i possibly take this seed
1: Uh, and i didn't realize it until this playthrough but you can plant that thing anywhere
2: yeah you can take it up to a pumpkin patch and be like okay maybe here
1: there's like weird circle holes that seem like you can dig tunnel into.
2: And Fi. if you try to put it in a pumpkin patch in Skyloft, Fi is like, the soil here is fine, but it's going to take literally thousands of years for this thing to grow. Which is your hint about where you need to go.
1: Yes. It's, it's not a very hard puzzle. You go over to the sealed temple. <clears throat> what? Time to fight
2: the imprisoned. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you're supposed to fight the imprisoned as part of your thing for... Doing the Farron part of the Song of Heroes, but if you choose to do any other first that involves coming back to Farron, you're going to have a side bit where you're going to fight the imprisoned. Is this the third time? Third time. Third time.
1: Actually, the, it, the imprisoned thing doesn't happen.
2: Oh, you wrote this down. Yeah,
1: I did. Okay, I so the, Im- did.
2: the imprisoned thing only happens when you're not actively doing a quest for one of the yes, other drives. it
1: locks you out of the other
2: ones. Got it. Okay. So
1: we'll get back to that later.
2: Damn it. Sorry, Cam. Oh.
1: So you go back to the sealed temple and...
2: If go you, back in time.
1: If you talk to Groose for some reason, he's standing in that uh, very conspicuous spot going like, Sure, we would be great to have a tree here.
2: Is isn't it something about like he wants both he and Pat and Impa in the past yes. say that they would like Zelda to have a nice tree to wake up to. Yes, that, the that's tree a very of life. St- yes, it's yeah, sure. a very
1: strange thing to want.
2: It, it, it really spruces up the place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spruce. Yeah. 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 You got it.
1: That, that's a joke.
0: And no. That. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Okay. okay. Why is the tree of life here?
1: Um, it's a very nice place to grow it.
0: No,
2: that isn't what Crystal means.
1: Oh, the time bullshit.
2: No, that isn't what Crystal means either. Hmm? Crystal, explain to Monica what you mean by your question. Oh, the tree of life
0: as, you know, as portrayed in Genesis.
1: Oh, that's what you mean.
2: (laughs) I'm going to leave that silence in there for a minute just to communicate that we were, like, quiet for about five solid seconds. But, um, I don't have a very good answer for this. It may genuinely be a biblical reference. Or it could be a reference to lots of other mythologies in which magic trees grow healing fruits. In fact, life-extending fruits are kind of a thing in Japanese folklore.
1: And Chinese.
2: And Chinese folklore. Yeah. Are you going to try to lead into this being about, uh... The Legend of Zelda taking place in an Abrahamic cosmology.
0: I mean, are you suggesting the sealed grounds could be the Garden of Eden? I am not. I'm asking <laughs> if you are. No. Oh,
2: okay. You're just asking questions.
0: I'm just asking questions.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: So you travel into the past and you plant the seed, and
2: Impa's like, "This is going to be a good tree."
1: Yes. And you go into the, f- the present.
2: And it's a big tree.
1: And it's a giant tree with a giant fruit.
2: Gruus is not surprised that it's there.
1: Yeah. He, he he seems to think that it's been there all along.
2: So from his perspective, it has been. Because he's not traveling back and forth in time as of this point in the game.
1: Right. He declares it the symbol of the temple. which
2: Which is an odd thing to do only at this moment.
1: Are we going to get into this time bullshit? or No, it's fine. No? We okay. just need
2: to take note here that Groose remembers the tree being here before Link plants it.
1: Even though it definitively was not. Yes. Even though when Zelda seals herself to sleep, you see her from the start.
2: Yes. So this is a case where it operates very differently uh, in terms of how it interacts with the timeline. Uh, it's different from how time shift zones work. And it's different from how Hylia sealing herself in the past works. There are changes that can be made to the past that will be retroactive in a way that will be remembered by someone who's traveling through time. And there are ways that changes can be made to the past that will not be remembered. Retroactively. (laughs) It was there. It was there.
1: Only it wasn't.
2: It was there for thousands of years as of five minutes ago. Right.
1: time bullshit. Yeah. So you shake the tree off, the fruit off the tree, and it is the life tree fruit which cures all illness. Yeah. And the taste is unique amongst all flavors of the world.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, okay. It's Mine. also
1: like the size of Link's torso?
2: Yeah, it's a big fruit. I would eat it. Yeah, hell yeah. It looked like a big peach, don't it? <laughs> I can't really remember.
1: Um to me it looks like a giant like glowing acorn thing oh okay i don't know it's, it's like a, sort of a cap
2: an acorn is like a peach wearing a hat okay yeah <laughs> little beret
1: um you go over to Leneru and link uses the little stem to like hurl it into his mouth
2: just directly he just tosses that thing up there like a shot put or wait no what's the what's the thing you throw by swinging it at the end of a shit never mind that me.
1: olympic sport that we can't remember i can't um and Leneva remarks that just because he has eternal life, it doesn't mean that he can't get mighty sick, which I don't know what to make of that comment.
2: That means that when you find his skeleton, he's really sick.
1: I guess that's pretty sick.
2: Yeah, that's about as sick as it gets, though the light in his eyes also suggests that he was still alive.
1: Does it mean that the big skeleton things in Breath of the Wild aren't really dead?
2: No, they're pretty definitively dead. No light.
1: Okay. Um, and, and and that really wraps up the quest.
2: Yep, it's a pretty short quest.
1: He sings you his part of the song.
2: Yep, you get your part of the song, and now you can do the lightning round!
1: Yay!
2: The lightning round is full of weird time bullshit.
1: Yes, because Laneru uses his magic to recreate the battles.
2: Yes, and it's not just that, though. If you're playing on New Game+, Plus, you can do a lightning round for boss battles you haven't had yet.
1: Very powerful magic.
2: And Lineru will refer to the fact that you have had these battles before. This a new game plus is the only way to have a lightning round with demise.
1: Time bullshit.
2: It's time bullshit. It also implies uh, that new game plus is like canonical. Wait, are these not just like
0: illusions?
2: They're illusions, but it does mean that Lineru can see into the future. Yeah, and,
1: and perceive demise as he is in his humanoid form. And will what
2: happened in the past.
1: I guess it,
2: it... The battle with the third form of the imprisoned didn't happen in the past. Also, the battle with Demise hasn't happened in the past yet. You could have had the imprisoned fight by, by now. You could have, but the thing is that the battle with Demise hasn't happened, happened yet. It literally has happened. The happening hasn't happened yet. If it had happened, you wouldn't be worried about the imprisoned. <clears throat> Then where has the legend of the hero come from? The legend of the hero has come from prophecy.
1: (laughs) Let's not worry Uh, too much about timelines.
2: uh, The lightning round is uh, a very soft kind of canon in the first place, and a new game plus lightning round even more so. The Uh, only
1: really notable thing to mention here is that you can get the Hylian shield.
2: Yeah, you can get the Hylian shield for beating eight fights in a row with no breaks and if you manage to do that, you get the ultimate shield, which can block all elements and will never break.
1: It is described as legendary already. Yep. And um, it is imbued with a heroic power, making it completely indestructible.
2: If it's legendary already, and it's the Hylian shield, I would put forth that this is literally the shield that Hylia carried into battle against Demise.
1: That makes sense. It's definitely the one that Smash Brothers Link carried into the, the Smash Ultimate cutscene.
0: What? So he could deflect. Yeah. The, oh Leem's beams.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. That's that's even stronger than the shield from Breath of the Wild.
1: Yes. And it completely outclassed like
2: every Palutena's shielding. And Mewtwo shielding. And yes. Zelda's uh Nehru's love. Yeah. And the ground.
1: <laughs> Good job, Link. Carried the right one.
2: Rosalina and Luma. Good job. Shit, he missed his parry three times in a row.
1: Not That's not great.
2: No, it's not. Either one of us would have turned that battle around. Yes. That was a fun sequence, though. Link was um, looking at it too much. You just have to go by sound. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he was trying to do it, but his parry came out late, which is why he gets staggered.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Okay. And now that you have the Hylian Shield...
2: Which you definitely get before you go on to do anything else because you're Monica.
1: You venture over to Faron.
2: Which do you like to do next, Crystal? Let's go to Elden. Let's sure. go to Elden, which is the most... You, mm. They're all pretty unique sequences, but I think that the Elden one is the most unique. And I think it's the one that people probably hate the most. In spite of the fact that in a lot of ways, if you just take it as what it is, it's pretty fun.
1: I like the Elden sequence
2: people hate forced stealth sections
1: oh it's not much of a fourth stealth i thought people people hated it because you lose all your
0: weapons
2: crystal do you want me to do do you want me to grab the that particular jingle from metal gear and edit it in
0: sure so i don't have to sing it the whole time
2: (laughs) okay i'll i'll put it uh i'll put it on low for the next two or three minutes goodness.
1: Okay, so as you are diving into Elden, there is a giant eruption, and Link goes spiraling down. Yeah. And you you wake up, you're, you're captive by the bokoblins, just some chumpy bokoblins. Just
2: some chump-ass bokoblins. Um, they took all your stuff. Yeah,
1: they took all of your items.
2: They didn't take your sword. Your no, sword, but
1: you'll find that out later, you, lost you don't your, have your sword.
2: You lost your sword in the fall, because they couldn't touch your sword to take it away.
1: Right. You don't really know any of that.
2: You right don't, now. but it stands to reason.
1: All you know is that if you check your um, pouches or, or whatever, your weapons slot, they will have a, a bokoblin face on them.
2: Because they all, the bokoblins took it.
1: Um, but Link very quickly breaks out.
2: Well, the way that he breaks out is he checks all of his potential options for escaping, and he ain't got squat. There's no way out. And then a Machma shows up, and he's like, Hey, I got you these digging mitts. Yeah. Now let's get off out of here and drive off these Bokoblin guys. And Link's like, all right. And then you start in on the stealth sequence, which has you traveling all over the Elden region, collecting all of your equipment and killing everything.
1: Yeah. Well, you can't really kill anything at all at the moment. Not yet. Um. And you have to dodge like spotlights and patrolling Bokoblins and um, all the weapons you get can't kill. Like the first thing you get is the gust bellows, which allows you to melt some lava on the ground. Lava? Yeah. Magma Lava. 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 And then you get your claw shots, which allow you to um, grapple some pea hats floating around. Still you can't kill anything no. with them. Um
2: You end up getting your
1: um Then you get your slingshot. Slingshot,
2: that's yes. the word. Yes. And, and you can Then you them. can make book goblins dizzy. Yeah, you can stun them and run past them. Which is very metal gear.
1: Finally, you get your bombs, and then, then you can kill some
2: Hey, Crystal, um, which Metal Gear theme should I put in here?
0: The one that goes...
2: Okay, so that's like Metal Gear Solid 2, or Metal Gear... No, it's Metal Gear Solid 3, right? I, I think it's in all of them. Okay. Until but...
0: the point where it's revealed that it was plagiarized. Right, yeah. <laughs>
2: Is there a particular version of that plagiarized theme that you'd like in here, though? I think the best one. So, three... Okay. What's the best one? I don't know. You don't know? You're the Metal Gear expert on this podcast. I'm not well-versed enough in the differences between them. Oh, okay. Well, we'll work that out later. It's three of them.
1: You tromp around, and you come across the Master Sword, and it's just lying around. Yeah. Because, of course, the bokoblins can't touch it. Yep. And now you you can kill some bokoblins.
2: You can kill them all. You can kill every bokoblin. And they're just red bokoblins, so... They basically explode when you stare at them really hard. And when you pick the sword up, by like, wow, don't drop me like that again.
1: You can now, with the upgrades that you've had, um, totally uh, break their guard. Because the goblins tried to block with their cleavers or whatever. And
2: you're so strong at this point that you just blast through their defenses. Yep. Um, this is what I meant by going around and killing everyone, because at this part of the sequence, Monica, 100%, without fail, goes through and kills everyone on Elden.
1: Of course. Well, L- Elden is the the dragon is right over there, so I don't go off track that badly. A little bit. Um, he's in a, a hidden part of the volcano, and there's actually some important text. That he gives you after teaching you the song.
2: Yes, because you can talk to each of the dragons about the other dragons. Lanayru doesn't have a ton to say. Elden is the only one of the dragons who gives any really new information. After he teaches you the song. And this is your first time uh, meeting Elden for anyone who hasn't been keeping up.
1: Right. So the first interesting thing that Elden says is that... This mountain was not always such a dangerous and unforgiving place. There was a time when those above ground and those below lived together in harmony by the blessing of the great mountain. So who are those that live below? And who are those that, who live above?
0: What's your, what's your take, Crystal? Uh, that would seem to imply that perhaps the demons lived in harmony with the humans.
1: Yeah, originally I, I was leaning towards the magma.
0: I would have the
2: thought Gorin, the magma and the Rito.
1: But Crystal, your your demon theory kind of appealed to me. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Because I also wrote down here, if we can allow that this was some sort of a place lived by the demons, that this m- makes sense for the, the fire temple.
2: You're suggesting that the bird monarchs are actually demons. Uh-huh. Why would they represent themselves with the symbols of Hylia? Because they're followers of Hylia. Are demons previously humans?
1: Not necessarily. No. I mean, we don't know.
2: Why would they revere Hylia in particular? How is Demise so powerful that he's able to kill Hylia?
1: Everybody reveres Hylia.
2: Uh, I can name at least a couple characters in this game alone that don't.
1: Just going back to that temple, um, there is a king of some sort. Who holds a treasure there are weird patterns on the walls that either look like feathers or scales but can also look like demise's scales okay and I think that could make sense
2: okay so now we've come up with two theories that make a fair amount of sense for framing who used to live in the fire temple and worship Hylia there well
0: it was by the blessing of the mountain What does the blessing of the mountain mean? It was the mountain goddess. The mountain
2: goddess who lives in New High... Or rather, the Old Kingdom. Yeah. I wonder. This is it. So you're saying that the Elden region in Skyward Sword is not actually the Elden region that would come to be known by that name in Hyrule. It's
0: not Death Mountain. It's Spirit Tracks Death Mountain. Crystal, this is Death Mountain. Come on. Yeah, it's the, the original Death Mountain in Spirit Tracks. Okay,
2: that creates some problems with what happens after this is over. Like what? Like, why would they go to a new kingdom after this? They settle down here. Yeah, they settle down here. It's a big region. It's a big... They have to cross the sea to find the mountain of the mountain goddess. Right, but the sea wasn't as big
0: as it is, as it would be.
2: (laughs) Crystal, the whole region's (laughs) landlocked! We can see it when we descend!
0: And once the rain pours down... It will no longer be landlocked. How big do you think this is? I think it's pretty big. You're thinking that this is like the Hyrulean Pangea. Right, and the seas are going to split apart when the goddesses rain down. This is awfully large scale that Skyward Sword takes place in. I mean, I think Eldon's pretty clear. They lived by the blessing of the Great Mountain. Yeah, but he doesn't personify the mountain. Doesn't he? You know what? No, maybe. maybe? <laughs> Have you ever heard of a non-person giving a blessing? Yes.
2: Yes, but that usually comes from faiths that involve animism. Okay. Japan? Well, there's lots of animism in different views of the world.
1: Yes. But, I mean, Japan is one of them.
2: Yeah, you can get that. I mean, it could just mean that the mountain is holy. doesn't necessarily mean that there's a god that presides over the mountain.
1: Moving on... Um... He anyway. Re- he remarks that the desolation you now see is all that remains of the glorious days. Not too interesting, I suppose. Uh-huh. Um, but then he remarks that the goddess gave the dragons the power to protect their domains.
2: You're, you really faced away.
1: Their domains. Which I think, Cam, you took it to mean that Hylia directly gave them and spoke to them.
2: Yes, Absolutely. Eldon specifically says that Pharaon was granted her strength, the strength to protect that region by Hylia. Which implies that that's true of all the dragons. Which creates interesting problems when we compare the dragons to the spirits of light in Twilight Princess. Because it means that if they are the same creatures, and we have very consistently said that they are, then they have forgotten the provenance of their power.
1: Well, these are deities, but they can still mostly die, so... They can forget. Uh, yeah, I can I can imagine that they forget.
0: What's your take on it, Crystal? I think they recognized where Hylia's power came from and did the transitive property. I, uh, You know, you've actually said that exact thing
2: before. Come to yeah. think of it. Yeah, that's, that's very consistent.
1: Transitive property?
2: Yeah, because if... Uh, If the golden old gods gave Hylia her power, and then Hylia gave power to the dragons, mm -hmm. then their power also
0: came from the old gods. Ah, yes. It's like, you know, say say you were a pagan tribe that worshipped the sun. And then some missionaries came over and was like, yeah, the sun? Actually, God made that. Hmm. Hmm. I'll think about that. (laughs) Or
1: the analogy of, you know a general making a decision but ultimately it was the king's decision or so on well
0: i mean you you didn't get your orders from the general you got the orders from your from your lieutenants how does this line up though crystal because you've held that
2: the spirits of good weren't specifically charged by the golden goddesses to act in the way that they have acted
0: but they were given their power by the golden goddesses as all
2: things were Do we think that? Because the Old Gods are only described as creating the Triforce in Skyward Sword. The Old Gods created the Cosmos. Is that stated in this game? Because I think that's only ever truly said in Ocarina and Older.
0: So, okay, where did the
2: spirits come from? We don't know. That's one of the things that I've held as being essentially true, is that we don't actually know the origin of the world. We can get some idea of how, where the gods think it came from. But as you've phrased it before, that is the religion of the gods. Ah, so Helia was pre-existing. It could be, or they could have generated by some process that we don't understand from the fabric of the world. That could have also been where the old gods themselves came from.
0: You're thinking they're, they came from the same source? They could have. They were
1: programmed in
0: i don't like that why not <laughs> because it places them on the same level well
2: see isn't that something that you've held before that there is no such thing as level there's only immensity of power Hmm. maybe zelda cosmology is very difficult to reconcile sometimes
1: yep okay time to go to farin
2: Farron.
0: now we fight in prison
2: yes okay, okay here's
0: my theory <laughs> okay here we the go goddesses uh, are The goddesses are the fire right oh no and the spirits of good are just li- little, little embers that that split off from the fire.
1: I thought that you were going to say that the spirits are the shadows on the walls. And then the Hylians are the people looking at the shadows. Oh,
2: you were going much more highbrow than me. I was expecting oh. some Dark Souls shit. <laughs> I mean, that was some Dark Souls shit. Um, so isn't it also possible that there is a fire of creation, which represents the entirety of everything, and all the gods are from that, just of different orders of magnitude?
0: Mm, I don't think u- unified creation is really what this series has ever put forth. I don't think
2: that the series has ever really put forth in the past 20 years the idea that the universe has a single origin.
0: It is three origins. Uh-huh. Power, wisdom, and courage. Okay, Crystal. <laughs> or matter,
2: life, and law. The cosmology and religion in The Legend of Zelda is a land of contrasts. Let's fight the imprisoned. Okay. Toe boy. Toe boy back. Mr. Teethy Wiggly Toes for his final thing. Oof. Yes. He can f*** now.
1: Hey, you spoiled it. I'm sorry. You jumped ahead.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go back and erase that.
1: Okay. Mr. Wiggly Toes is super stompy now.
2: And he's got the arm still.
1: And he's got the arm still.
2: Is his tail new?
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: Okay, he's got a tail.
1: So you can't even approach his his feet at all.
2: No, because when he makes the stompies, he gets the big shockwaves. If you're super expert, you can do it, but we're not that expert.
1: Yeah. Um Gruce and his crusinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you can you actually draw out the fight? It's all sort of merging in my head.
2: Okay. So the first thing that you do When you get control of this is you go off to one side where you know it's going to fall down because you've done this particular lightning round like 20 fucking times. And then you wait for the Grucinator to activate. You go up to Grus and you shoot the guy in the face and he just like kind of falls down. Or no, sorry. You get above him and then you knock him down. That's right. You stun him, jump on his head, and drive the spike into it just like in the second fight.
1: By which you mean you yourself.
2: Sweetheart, that's the very, 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 very end. Oh,
1: okay. I'm well, going to have to bleep that, that out part. too now. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Sorry. What did you mean? You throw a bomb.
2: You throw a bomb. Okay. And he falls down. Doesn't the thing start immediately?
1: Maybe after a few seconds. Maybe after you hit him for the first time. Okay,
2: the first time... So, uh, the way I described it was accurate. Okay, yes. So, you yes. hit him. You drive it down into his head. And then he gets up. And the old imprisoned is like, You know what? I'm sick of this. And then... It generates a giant halo of dark fire around its head and begins to rise up into the air, just bypassing everything.
1: That's the part where I paused and swore (laughs) and walked off for a few minutes.
2: It's actually kind of an intimidating moment. The dark sign. Yes, it is very similar to Dark Souls' dark sign, the halo of dark fire.
1: Oh, but nobody flies.
2: Do you think that the dark sign is also meant to evoke the idea of the halo of light? Yeah. Good.
0: <laughs> what, what do you want? Nothing. I was just
2: asking the question. Like, Yeah, seriously. it's a dark halo. It is literally a dark halo. But it works for the imprisoned because it's like he's the devil. Yeah. So it's implying that he's the opposite of the uh, holy host, which would normally be framed with a halo of light.
1: And what's worse than walking or slithering or climbing up? It's flying. Flying
2: straight up. And Groose is like, wow, that's cheating. So I'm going to take care of that now. And then Groose shoots the imprisoned in the face. And the imprisoned falls to the ground again. And then you drive the stake back
0: in. Now, if you ask Fee about the Imprison, she will say... I calculate the odds you will defeat it by sword alone at approximately 0%. Ooh,
1: that's very definitive.
0: That's the most definitive she is about anything. I recommend you utilize Grus's defense apparatus. So, were it not for Grus, Link would lose. Link would absolutely lose. This is a fight he
2: does not have the tools to win. Like, so even. Grus
0: was also a necessary part of the prophecy.
2: Yes, he was. Like,. Full stop. Yep. Which works because in most ways he also fulfills the role of the hero. He just isn't actually the one.
1: He's also head over heels over Zelda.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that is another important element of the whole thing. Yeah. If Zelda had liked him back, he would probably be the hero.
1: What a thought.
2: What a thought. And then
1: Link would be here conceiving of catapults?
2: Possibly. I mean, Link hasn't got that much fucking drive. No, Groose would be the hero who built his own goddamn catapult. Wow. Yeah. Get you a man who can do both. (laughs) Um, So Groose shoots the flying imprisoned in the face, and the imprisoned, not prepared for being hit in the face with bombs, falls down, and you drive the stake into its head again. And then as it's getting up, it causes an earthquake. And Groose runs over to reload his ammunition and finds that the path is blocked off by a collapsing wall. And he says, "Uh uh-oh we got a problem. Okay, Link, I'm going to need you to get up here right now. Because Link doesn't know what to do here, but Groose has already engineered his way out of this predicament.
1: (laughs) If you can't get the imprisoned down to Link.
2: Get Link up to the imprisoned. So you need to make a mad dash for Groose now. Uh, Easiest way is to take the spouts up directly to him. And then Groose is like, okay, get in the catapult. And Link, being who he is, gets in the catapult. And Groose is like, okay, I'm going to aim you right for the top of his head. And then we're going to get you up there and you take care of it. And they do.
1: And you're not going to miss.
2: You're not going to miss. Not like some people who miss with that first shot and then have to run their asses back up. And then it gets really tight in terms of times. As in, you only have a margin of about five seconds
1: that was nerve-wracking. I bet
2: it was nerve-wracking. And then you defeat the Imprisoned by getting thrown up onto its head and driving the stake back in for a third time, the last time in the entire game.
1: Uh-huh. And it bursts into fragments and gets sealed in when you... You draw like a inverse triforce?
2: The way that it looks is that it is three triangles that are overlapping just enough to create the negative space of another small triangle in the middle of them.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm going to call that an inverse triforce. It's
2: like the triforce, only all the triangles are flipped upside down.
1: Yes. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, concentrating, I suppose, all of the magic into the center part, which is where the ceiling spike is. Yes,
2: which means that this holy symbol that Hylia came up with is essentially the triforce.
1: Yes. And fairly comfortable that you've got him sealed for the moment, you head back into the temple and ask about the whereabouts of the final dragon. Actually, you know where the final dragon is. You're like, I'm you-
2: going through here. And Impa's like, look, everything flooded. I was able to keep the flood back by using a simple magical seal on the door here, but you can't go that way. Figure out something else. And Gruce is like, I have an idea. <laughs>
1: It's not that much of a simple seal. Like, that whole place is flooded.
2: Yeah, she's holding back thousands of tons of pressure.
1: She's magical as heck.
2: Yes. is arguably uh, the most magical human to ever run around in this series. Sorry, the old lady. More beeping. We keep
1: on spoiling that.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to keep... I, I've Ever since I learned how to make beeping sounds, I've been having fun with it.
1: So, what does Gruce propose?
2: Uh, Gruce proposes... That you be given your fast travel option for the rest of the game. And the way that it will work is you get into the Grucinator, and he will fling you right into Farron Woods. And he's fairly sure that, well, it's full of water anyway, so it can't be that bad when you land.
1: You've got a parachute, it'll be fine.
2: Yeah, you're fine. And uh, if you come back to him after completing all of this, he is actually your final fast travel option and that he can throw you to any given minigame or specific location, both in the sky or on the surface.
1: That is a heck of a catapult. He has
2: built a hell of a machine. Like, the cannon in Twilight Princess was not this effective.
1: <laughs> um, you are flung into Farron Woods and it's completely flooded. And I don't mean like... A meter of water, or 10 meters. It's, it's like
2: 50 meters of water have filled up Farron Woods. Yes,
1: all the way to nearly the top of the great tree, or at least the leafy bits of it.
2: And this is the part of the game where you don't activate it yet, but I hope you brought one or two extended uh, don't-need-to-breathe-when-swimming potions and also your potion uh, medallion. Medall- medallion. I love those don't-need-to-breathe-when-swimming potions. They're really good. Yeah. I can't tell if you're making a joke about real life or if you're just saying that you enjoy them in Skyward Sword. I
0: just like the way you said, don't need to breathe when swimming potions.
2: Well, there's like an actual name (laughs) for it. It's very specific. I forget what it was.
0: It is reminiscent of when Soldier Boy referenced the time travel potion in Brave. A time travel potion in Brave? In Braid.
2: Braid. There's a potion? Yeah, the time travel potion. Okay, it's called the air potion. And I guess the one that I'm talking about is the air potion plus.
1: And I guess what it does is it infuses your blood with like super oxygen.
2: Way too much oxygen. Or it just makes you much more efficient at using it. I guess. It's like one of those uh, transhumanist ideas where it's like once we get artificial blood, you'll be able to run an Olympic sprint for 15 minutes on a single breath.
1: Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Um, you go and talk to Farron and she's like, I'm not just going to give you the song.
2: You have to actually do something for it, Chumpo. Prove you're the hero. And you're looking up at Farron and you're like, I I understand, but do you have to put it that way? I've done a lot of things. Prove you're the hero
0: by mowing my lawn. (laughs) Basically.
1: Yeah. Only it's like, collect the notes from this song. The notes that have been transformed into Tad.
2: Tadpoles. Tad tones. Tad tones. Her little tadpole monsters are called tad tones.
1: And this is the part people really
0: hate.
2: Ah, uh, it depends. I think that probably this gets the loudest hate, but yeah. the most people probably hate the Elden part. This is fine. It's a good
0: sequence to me. Swimming Hilia, in
1: Skyward Sword is fun.
0: Yeah, it's good swimming controls. You were saying about Hylia? Hylia looked into the future and said, okay, at some point. Link is going to have to do the water temple. And he wasn't good enough at this water temple, so I need to make him better. So I'll tell Pharaon to make him swim better.
2: (laughs) Yep. Okay, that makes sense. And the way that collecting the tones works is that they're kind of arranged in, like, what do you call those, bars? Okay. No, I'm asking you, the little collections of notes. Because you have to collect those little Uh, five-note or six-note phrases.
1: I'd say phrases.
2: Okay, so those little five- or six-note phrases, and they're all similarly colored, so you pick them up within a certain time of each other. And if you don't pick them up fast enough, a phrase will reset itself, and the tattones will respawn. So just swim good.
1: And you can touch them, but you can also do a spinny thing, and that draws everything in the area towards you.
2: Which is a bit of a problem because doing the spinny thing depletes your oxygen. But if you've taken your air potion plus, aka not need to breathe while swimming potion, then it doesn't deplete anything and you can spin all you please.
0: Do you think regular health potions are like don't need to hurt when get hit push? (laughs) No, those are the guardian potions.
2: Don't need patch wound after no uh health potions are don't need to rest to heal potions oh
1: Ah. Uh, okay
2: bypassing food and rest for the healing process potions <laughs> shut up stop right. laughing at me sometimes word not go- good good the, the word was very good Oh, okay. It was very descriptive. For certain values of the word good, I suppose it did work. Yeah, I think that 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 will definitely uh, communicate it better than air potion. Don't need to breathe while swimming. I have to own that now. Okay.
1: Okay, so you collect all the tad tones and they make a lovely song.
2: They do. It's very fun.
1: And then uh, Farron sings her part of the song to you. Yep. And you've got all three songs.
2: Well, three of four.
1: Three of four. You've got the three dragon songs.
2: Yeah. Time to go back to Livius. No. No? No. No.
1: Because we might as well finish some final side quests. God damn it. One of them is not that interesting. You fetch the crystal ball yeah. for the um for fortune teller. S-
2: what's his name? Sparrow?
1: Yeah, because he he shattered his. Oh, or okay. Losses. So
2: the crystal ball is from the fire temple.
1: It's like just on the outside. Yeah. The, the previous one, you see a little dent where the previous one was sitting. Right. Um, and it must have been fetched generations ago.
2: Scrapper must have got it at some point.
1: Generations ago. But here's a new one for him to stare into. Yep. But the, the fun final one that most people probably um, get last is... Um, is it Alon?
2: Sure. One of the teachers. Oh, God. Yeah, it's Owlin.
1: Owlin. Um, the The one that loves plants fauna
2: yeah flora
1: Flora, that loves flora has despaired of discovering anything new in the world
2: because like he he lives on skyloft there's only just so much variety
1: yes so he's hoping for some sort of a unique plant to stir up his love of plants again and you can douse for this somehow again And you douse all the way until you, you find a kikui, which if you're doing the the whole um, fair and Flooded quest is just like sitting out there on a, a little lily pad.
2: And the kikui is like, listen, things around here, generally speaking, are too chaotic and I don't feel safe living here. If Please on- take me away. <laughs> if only I could go somewhere where things didn't change that much and I could chill out.
1: Yeah, and that's perfect for you to swoop that kikui away.
2: You offer to take the kikui into the sky, and the kikui is like, do it.
1: And you take it over to Alan.
2: And Alan is like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Is it a plant or an animal? I have no idea. I could study this for years. And the kikui is like, well, I don't know about this relationship that we're starting here, but at least I've got somewhere to live. And then Alan's like, wow. And then the kikui kind of hides, and it puffs out its butt (laughs) fern. (laughs) <laughs> and then Alan loses his mind
1: I'd say this is a good relationship
2: Yeah, a man in his butt bush
1: <laughs> And if you've been diligently collecting all of the uh, crystals This is the final, is it the 80th or the 85th
2: one? I, I think 80th
1: Either way, we calculated it so that each task you do for somebody is 6% of the world's gratefulness And now you've collected all of the gratefulness in the world
2: In Skyloft anyway You've collected enough. Well, no, he actually... Wow, okay. So you take it to Batro, and Batro says, Wow, I do believe you have collected every single Gratitude Crystal in the whole wide world. Uh Uh-huh. Crystal, if you think that Gratitude Crystals are Force Gems, how do you account for these being all of them in the entire world? Well, there are a particular variety of Force Gem. Okay. (laughs) Does this mean that people can only produce Gratitude Crystals once, or is Batro just making, like a really obvious statement with regards to you've collected all the ones that have been
0: produced and are still extant. I don't think the whole wide world is meant to be literal. He,
2: he, that he literally uses the phrase, the whole wide world. Maybe he's
1: just flattering you for taking the time to do this lovely task for him.
2: He's very excited.
1: Yeah. Um, he gives you the tycoon wallet, which looks like a little rich fat man.
2: Yep. Which can hold 9,000 rupees.
1: And then um, he turns into a human.
2: And the human looks exactly like himself, only he's wearing a belly warmer and doesn't
0: have his horns anymore. His horns are now hair. His horns are now hair. He took the Become Human potion. <laughs> Detroit Become Human. Yes, the Detroit... No! Le- Did you play that game, Crystal? No. Do not. Okay. Actually,
2: you would probably like it. Okay. But- but in a way that would piss off people who genuinely like it.
1: There's like one fun relationship done by entirely by the actors going rogue.
2: Yeah, they ad lib most of the parts that matter and the director hated every second.
1: And it's fantastic. That part is I actually, don't know if
2: it's really great, it's but it's good. It's the strongest part of the game, but also the bad parts are worth experiencing because they're so bad. <sighs> Unless you're deeply disturbed by the imagery of concentration camps, in which case just beg off and don't go over there.
1: Yep. Anyway, now now we can go to well, grandfather. Yes,
0: can, now we can go you th- can you talk to the guard at the concentration camp and convince him that this is wrong and get good uh, points? You or can Or can you punch him and get evil points? You can
2: you can do that second one. Okay. <laughs> um you can try to do the first one but he doesn't listen to you because the real racism is against robots
0: oh
1: and then you have to hide in a a crate you have to like take off your hair and Uh, you
2: turn you turn off oh god the way that skin and hair and flesh works in that game is very confusing because it appears to all be holographic but your robot character cuts her hair at one point with scissors and, um, anyway, one of the ways that you can escape is by hiding in a pile of dead robot bodies. Cool. As they're being taken away on a truck. Um, anyway, don't play Detroit Become Human. Maybe watch an LP of it. Or play it because you want to see something really bad. Just, don't give it money. Just know what you're getting into.
1: Yeah. Back to Zelda. Don't,
2: do not take the Detroit Become Human potion. You will turn into very bad.
1: Oh. Where am I flipping to on these pages? I don't know.
2: We're gonna go talk to Whale we're gonna go oh, we talk are. to Hylia's uncle Levius.
1: Okay. Here's Levius. Link kneels down and receives a song sung by Levius, and this transforms into the full song.
2: Where all three dragons and Levius basically drop a choir on you, and it's the song that I'm going to use to open this episode. Okay. And it turns out that the main theme of the entire Zelda series, which has been there since you first booted up the original Hyrule fantasy and walked into a cave to get a sword, is the song of the hero. It is Link's song. It is
1: Link's song.
2: It's and really good.
1: <laughs> when, when we heard it for the first time, both Cam and I burst into tears.
2: Well, I, I cry at music all the time.
1: I occasionally do.
2: Yeah, but it's really good. You're getting teared up just thinking about it.
1: I still pull up that that scene on YouTube occasionally. It's
2: really good. It's especially good because it recontextualizes so much of what we understand about the series, and it works in how you experience the music for everything going forward.
1: It's great, and the thing is, You know for a fact that Nintendo did not plan that out originally. Oh, God, no. No. Not never. Somebody was just like, hey, we're just going to call this the Song of the Hero. And it was the original song the whole time.
2: And Anonymous over there like, yes. Do it. That is good.
1: But that's why I love this series so very much.
2: Because they can go like, aha, we will introduce this element that will make you feel good.
1: And make you revisit and recontextualize everything that's happened before. It,
2: it makes
0: you think back to all those adventures in a very fond way. Do you yes. think Anuma in two thousand eleven was accosted by a postman who was like, AG? A. G. Anuma? He's like, Yeah? He says, I have something for you. A letter. It's been here since nineteen eleven. Okay. We were instructed to deliver it to you at this specific place at this specific time. And in it, it says, Dear Eiji Anuma, please make the Zelda theme a song of the hero for Skyward Sword. <laughs> Signed, Shigeru Miyamoto. Also, God. don't come for me. I'm a blacksmith. And I'm happy.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? What's the context of this? I really
0: enjoyed the drama of it.
2: Crystal, what the fuck? Yeah, you, have you seen Back to the Future Part 2? Crystal, we've never really sat through. I've never sat through any of them. Monica's only seen the first
1: the one. The first one.
0: It's a well, that's the best one, but it's a good trilogy.
1: I've only seen the clip with small Elijah Woods acting surprised. Anyway.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: okay. That's wow.
1: Re- that, that's great.
2: There's a large number of our listeners who are going to appreciate that sequence in a very different way than we just And then did.
1: they're going to probably freak out at us for not watching the rest of the Back to the Future series. If
2: they haven't freaked out at us by now, it's probably not going to happen.
1: Okay. Thank you, listeners.
2: Thank you, listeners, for not freaking out at us in a
0: way that we could hear. We should talk about the time travel of Back to the Future.
1: Okay. Because the,
0: okay. the, the context of the scene is like Doc's flying around in his time travel car and he gets struck by lightning on accident and gets sent to the past. And then immediately, this postman shows up to deliver the letter to Marty McFly. From a hundred years in the past. Yes. So, like, was that postman there before he got sent to the past?
1: It seems pretty consistent with Back to the Future Time Travelery in general is that you can alter the past and it will change things in the present. Like, the one that I think a lot of people point out these days is that the the mall that the first one takes place is, is called like double oaks or something like that sure right? or double pines and then they hit one of them in the past so oh, then it, it gets <laughs> revised to yeah lone pine mall or something
0: oh that's cute yeah it's cute but i guess what i'm asking is is that postman like materialize into existence as soon as oh. doc was struck by lightning <laughs> In the same
2: way that Marty materializes out of existence when it becomes less likely that his parents
0: will get together. Right, because he would have been close enough that he just saw everything. Um,
1: I think he had to change his route because now there was a letter that had to be delivered
2: Well, I'm saying that, like, I'm going to suggest that he was probably doing something else. Yeah. And then when this change in the past occurred, he materializes out of his current state and materializes into the one where he's delivering the letter to Marty. Yeah. Time travel in Back to the Future is existentially horrifying.
1: But a little bit more consistent.
2: Shit, I don't know. Uh. I've never watched them. Crystal is... Back to the Future's time travel more. Sense. I know it's simpler than in Skyward Sword. I don't know that it is. Oh, really?
0: If you think, if you think about it, it's oh, definitely oh. more horrifying. <laughs> yeah, because there, there's no sense of things like Marty just erases his parents and gets new parents. Wait, I beg your pardon? Like he, like his the parent, the new parents at the end of the first movie are just completely different people with completely different history with him
2: and a completely different set of personalities like... yes and
0: all all of the all of the 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 memories he had with his parents are no longer shared by them that's 10 kinds of fucked up
2: yeah but it's okay because
0: like he's not he's not a loser anymore
2: no longer big loser i guess that's nice
1: back to zelda Sure. Back to Zelda, where we quickly run through the goddess's silent realm, the last silent realm you have to go through.
0: Um, I'm sorry, Monica? Yeah,
2: can can can, can we work on this just a little bit? Because you, you kind of skipped over the bit where Levius tells you that you need to act- use the song to activate a silent realm, the final silent realm, on Skyloft. Oh, okay. And then you travel to Skyloft.
1: Okay. Sorry for jumping slightly ahead. That
2: isn't what Crystal was referring to, though. Oh. Crystal was referring to the fact that you called it the Goddess's Silent Realm. Yes. I think. Yeah, th- what?
1: You you take the song, and with this song, like all of the ones before it, you you need to go and find a magical glowy bit in a certain place, and that's on Skyloft, and it is the final spirit realm.
2: The Goddess's Spirit Realm.
1: Yes, that is the name. So that's- not Din, Nehru, or Feror it's the Goddess.
0: Hylia. Yes. The goddess is does that text appear on screen?
1: Um, it's spoken of. Mm. Hold on. Let us search for it. This guide isn't very good.
2: No, this what's the actual name of the realms? Silent. Silent. Master Link, you have entered the last of the trials. The goddess's silent realm from Phi. Huh. Okay. What do you make of this, Crystal? It's Helia's mind. Or construction of it. Does that mean that the others were also a construction of the old gods? Make, that's why the Triforce would be in there. I see. So the silent realms are actually an interaction between the minds of divinity and the minds of
0: this mortal who reaches for them. Or perhaps he is reaching into an aspect of himself touched by that divinity. Maybe. Do you think that this
2: is also problematic because it places Hylia on level with the old gods? Yes.
0: It is very much in the text, though. It's Yes, it's clearly called the gods of Silent Realm. And do, you think
2: do you think it's possible that if there were three Hylia's that they would be together with their combined powers, a force similar to the old gods, three hilias yes okay um or just if you prefer three gods on the magnitude of hilia in the days of the war with demise no i don't think so why not because they can't even use the triforce granted but the old gods made it so that the old gods themselves could not use the triforce as well
0: but what i'm saying is can wield the true force the Triforce is but a, a piece of the essence of the Old Gods, yes? We don't actually know that. Don't we? No, we don't. It, okay, is its power
2: lesser than that of the Old Gods? I actually... See, you and I have talked about this before, mm. and we have a fundamental disagreement here. I think that the Triforce itself is greater than the Old Gods. Really? This is the... The Triforce is the true force, the fundamental engine of creation, which can make and unmake realities according to the whims of the heart that holds it. The- so
1: this is the, the situation. The, the question, can God make or heat a burrito so hot that he can't eat it? The
2: answer is yes. The answer is yes. God cannot eat that burrito. Um, but even the th- Triforce has limits to its power. Only according to the heart that carries it. You Suppose- had some trouble with Gannon's wish. <laughs> it did have some trouble with Ganon's Wish, but it's working its way there. Do we want to talk about that? Yeah, we haven't talked about that on the podcast. Should we talk about that at the end of this? I mean, whatever you feel like. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Ganon's Wish. Uh, I I guess we could... Let's do, let's do that after we get to the end of this, because I'd, I'd like to talk about Ganon's Wish in the context of the Accursed Timeline.
0: Okay, well, assuming the Triforce is lesser than that of its creators, assuming that, taking that as an axiom, then Hylia must be weaker than the Triforce because if she could do more than the Triforce, why would she need it? Well, I mean, that does stand to reason, yes,
2: but suppose that going back to the idea that the gods are born of the universe rather than the other way around, just for a minute, Just consider it. We'll use your metaphor that they are all born from fire. Suppose that there are different magnitudes of gods that are born from the fire, and that the three greatest of these turn back to the entirety of the rest of the fire left over after their creation, and by their arts bind it into the single artifact that is of them, but also they are of it. Oh, okay. They build the structure around which mortal souls may interact with the very power of creation.
1: That's pretty benevolent. Ah. Ish. I,
2: I don't know. It does mean that they're limiting the shape of the universe in some ways.
1: They signed the Magna Carta.
2: They are literally the architects of creation, but the engine is something greater than they are.
0: Now, th- that's just an idea. So they're like, the like, uh... It's like they they found some bricks. They're like, I don't know what these bricks, where these bricks came from. I don't know how to make bricks. I can put them together. Yes, but also they might
2: themselves be made of bricks. Yes, <laughs> it's a very strange metaphor once you get away from the fire thing because fire you can attach a lot of things to because we're trained to do that shit by things like Dark Souls and mythology. But yes, they built a brick house.
1: And. And the wolf couldn't blow it over.
2: And the wolf could not blow it over. The wolf is Ganon. (laughs) Okay, so you go through the Silent Realm, which is a fun Silent Realm. Because it takes the... Silent Realms have trained you to interact with your environment in very different ways. But depending on how you play the game, you may be more intimately familiar with the geography of Skyloft than any other location.
1: You probably are, yeah.
2: For some people, they won't be.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Some people mainline the main story, so it's like rediscovering. The geography of your hometown.
1: Hmm.
2: And it's a good silent realm. And you finish the silent realm.
1: And you actually get something like all the other ones. (laughs) I always forget that.
2: Yep. It's a big ruby.
1: Yeah, it's the Stone of Trials.
2: And if you match it with its fellow, it will open the path to the Triforce. Yes. And this results in my favorite cutscene in the game.
1: This is the best No, it's not the best Um, (laughs) cutscene.
0: It's strong.
1: Crystal, if you haven't watched in a while, you really should.
0: Well, Link puts the Stone of Trials into the eye of the bird, and then the the like ground under the goddess statue all breaks apart and reveals a spiraling dungeon that's been there the whole time. Yes, um,
2: that is a very good description of what happens. But the way that the ground breaks is that the bird statue turns like 70 degrees, and it's... Sh- it opens its beak and a little tiny cannon comes out of its mouth and it kind of shoots a tiny like the world's tiniest cannonball it just kind of like goes poot and it <laughs> very gently arcs through the air and hits this one spot and then drops straight down and there's this moment of
1: there's like 3 seconds of nothing, silence
2: just nothing <laughs> and then everything starts exploding
1: yes and then the 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 dungeon appears
2: yeah and the dungeon ...is much larger than the island that is shattering all around it.
1: Because I guess it must have been collapsed in on itself.
2: Yes. It's very interesting. And it
1: drops out like a a telescope or expands like a telescope. Yeah,
2: it it telescopes downward. You can use telescope as a verb there, I think. Yes. Yeah.
1: And these weird purple orb things, I guess they're time-shifted.
2: They're time-shift P-hats.
1: Time-shift P-hats appear... And Link can claw shot over into...
2: The final dungeon.
1: Yes. This the Skykeep.
2: Skykeep, which is finally the Sky Temple that we thought might be in Ocarina of Time.
1: That houses the Triforce. That
2: actually houses the Triforce. The Skykeep is the other dungeon that people tend to mention when talking about the good dungeons in Skyward Sword, I think. The first being the Ancient Cistern, the second one being this Because Hmm. it's completely modular.
1: Yes. You walk in, and the first room is this... I I suppose it's like the top um, shrine to Hylia. Full of, you know, marble and symbols of Hylia and wings and triforces and swords. And there is a little panel thing. Actually, first thing you get is the map.
2: Yeah, you get the map. Just straight shit out of the box.
1: And it's nine squares with one of the squares being absent yeah nine squares in a square pattern and then you get to a panel and you see those nine squares and there's little markings for where the doors are and oh you can you can shift it around like one of those slidey block puzzles like the tile puzzles that make an an image and then you move it around and then something in the background goes clunk clunk and you've moved The rooms around.
2: It's interesting, right? Yeah. The ability to move rooms in relation to each other. So you have to line up the entrances and exits.
1: Right. And there's like markings for where each uh, Triforce piece is. So you know that you need to gradually work your way towards them.
2: And the Sky Keep is sort of a themed dungeon where you revisit elements of past dungeons from throughout the game. So you have to use all the skills, including ones that you might have forgotten 40 hours ago. Yeah. It's actually a very good final dungeon, I think.
1: each of the rooms is themed like one of the temples. Yeah. I mean, a different temple. Yeah. And this really brings together that these were all trials made by Hylia.
2: Yes, absolutely. That
1: this is the final trial, which is a composite of everything that you learned.
2: And this kind of is where Hylia shows her hand. It's like, yeah, all that was me. Can we talk about how Servo's brother is in here?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Dreadfuse.
1: Dreadfuse LD-003D
0: He has a lot of good uh, foreign names. His original Japanese game name is Don Killer. <laughs> I'm, That's great. Okay. French Captain Trueside True Side TrueSide? German Shockbeard. Okay, yeah. And Spanish Mr Killer. He looks a very great deal
2: like Servo, only he's dressed more like a king with a big crown on his head. He does have the same hook hand.
1: I wonder what True Side stands for.
2: What do we? What do we? What do we? What do we make a Dreadfuse?
1: I think Dreadfuse confirms the theory that uh, Servo was the appointed. Robot that goes rogue.
2: To be clear, I called Dreadfuse Servo's brother, but I only did that because they're so similar. Phi doesn't indicate that they are actually related in any particular way.
0: She says they are thought to be of a similar model. To answer your question, Monica, side is a French verb meaning to slice the throats to massacre.
1: Ah, oh, thank you. Holy
0: shit. Okay, so Captain Throat Cutter.
1: Nice. But yeah... The fact that Dreadfuse is here testing your skills, and clearly this is a place that no actual monsters appointed by Demise or Gyrhine would have reached, is indicative that Servo, likewise, was the appointed robot that goes rogue in order to test Link. He
2: doesn't necessarily know that.
1: He doesn't necessarily know that, yes.
2: But he is the one. Yes. Um, You say... No monsters that are appointed by Girahim or Demise, which I think is an important distinction because especially in the Trial of Courage to reach the Triforce of Courage, there's a lot of monsters and there's a lot of malice. Mm -hmm. So Haile has had this big fucking collection of extreme evil over here for quite a while. She just gathers it all up and shoves it into rooms.
1: Yeah, they weren't hurting anyone. Uh,
2: Clearly, but still.
1: Gotta test him one more time.
2: So when you get through any of the rooms where you can get a piece of the triforce you go through the same set of motions that you would for going into a silent realm and you manifest as you would in the silent realm as a spirit without your sword and before you is a piece of the triforce and you obtain it and you are on your way Hmm. and after you gain the third piece of the triforce the sky of the silent realm shifts from dark to golden. Yes. Hmm. Because it's a sixth Yes. This, I think, is when the silent realm that housed the Triforce becomes the golden land.
1: What a nice touch.
2: It's actually really good, the way that they tie it back into imagery that hasn't been used in like 25 years, or 20 years at that point. Strong.
1: Yeah. I'd like to also mention there's, I think during the Courage Path, there's a giant blue demon head. Uh huh. With red eyes, and it vaguely looks
2: like like Ganon. Ganon. Yeah, I remember that. On the Courage Path, one of the doors or one of the hallways is specifically framed with the face of Ganon, the Demon King, rather than Demise.
1: Yeah. And there's other weird demon-looking things, but this that one really jumps out.
2: Yeah. What do you make of the fact that Ganon's face is in this place thousands of years before Ganon is born, Crystal? Sounds like a, uh, some kind of prophecy. Some kind of prophecy that involved old Ganon? Yeah, she can see the future. Fair enough. You think there's a limit to what Hylia can see? No. No. She who sits at the edge of time? If there are others who can also sit on the edge of time... If they can act outside of time, then that might be something she could not see. Right, like the goddess of time. Or maybe if you made a wish on the Triforce to change the world, then she wouldn't be able to see what would happen afterward. That her vision of the future only reflects the world as it is now. Could the Triforce be used to time travel? I don't see why not. If you can time travel with Time Shift Stones. I mean, yeah, Link did it. Yeah, he d- he does actually do it.
0: There's
1: this one line that Phi mentions as you're about to enter into the Sky Keep, which I find sort of notable. Um, it's when she calculates that there's an 85% chance that the Sky Keep, Sky keep houses the Triforce. Yeah. She's so conservative. Yeah. But um, she states that, I project that the moment for Zelda to fulfill her destiny and bring an end to demise is close at hand.
2: Because for Fi, what you're doing is simply facilitating Zelda's aims.
1: Yeah. After you get the Triforce, she likewise says that with the Triforce, you can make Zelda's wish to vanquish demise come true.
2: It's very explicitly framed as being about you acting on Zelda's behalf.
1: Um, You warp over to Hylia's hands on that giant statue.
2: Yes, uh, the statue on the Isle of the Goddess, which is where you first meet Zelda.
1: And where there's a giant engraving of the Triforce to begin with.
2: This is where you and Zelda had the goddess ceremony finale together.
0: Fee's phrasing is interesting because she says, wish with all your mights for the destruction of Demise, implying that you do have to actively make a wish rather than the Triforce simply reading the wish that is in your heart.
2: Well, it could also be that it's not simply that you have a wish in your heart. You have to invest yourself in that wish. There has to be a will behind it. Because Link, in his heart, what he wants is to save Zelda. But that isn't what needs to be done.
1: I think that the direction is very interesting, too. Pray for Demise's destruction. Yes, yes. You know, If there was somebody more creative in his wishes, like Link to the Past, Link, who knows?
2: Everything
0: good now.
1: <laughs> everything good now. And it's like, is that what you want? Uh-huh. Everything. everything good now. And that would have been a very different world. It's Malchia like... Hylia
0: uh, wouldn't want that because that might undo her claim to power.
2: Ooh. I'm
0: just imagining
2: Link making the wish here, everything good now, and as these... Island is dropping a tiny piece of it, breaks off and shoots off into the distance, and it smashes Girheim.
1: Girheim <laughs> <laughs> is smashed. The desert turns back into a flowering paradise.
0: All the dragons are here. Uh huh. No, Helio would not want to undo the demon war because, despite all the losses, it did ultimately leave her as the most powerful force in the world. Crystal, I think that's a little fucked up. <laughs>
2: Well, why? Like, why
0: else wouldn't she make the wish to undo the demon war?
2: Because then the demons are all back and the
0: war starts again. Make the de- make demon good. Make demon good. <laughs> yeah, you you have the motherfucking triforce. You can do whatever you want.
2: Maybe there. Oh, that it, it does create two problems. One, there would be no link. Two, it means that whoever possesses the tr- well. Okay, three problems. Two, whoever possesses the Triforce has taken on the role of Godhead themselves, and in taking control of the Triforce, they have moved beyond Hylia's ability to guide. To guide. The, the third one, and this one may be the worst of all, is that there is no heart on the planet that can wish so powerfully to change the world in that way, that far back.
1: I bet Link to the Past Link could do it.
2: I don't know. <laughs> it's like, got a, like a stain that has set onto history
1: Mm. he got
2: like two weeks so you know he's he's good i don't know if he's thousands of years good
1: nevertheless i i love how the triforce interprets link's wish yeah
2: link wishes with all his heart to see demise destroyed and the bridge between the isle of the goddess and the rest of Skyloft breaks and the isle of the goddess just plunges straight fucking down
0: (laughs) The, the the big spiral temple just straight into demise's big mouth
1: because, yeah, he's broken out again, and he looks up, and he's like, oh, fuck.
2: And Mr. Teethy Wiggly Toes is smashed by the mountain, settling down into the sacred grounds.
1: And it's a perfect luck, because it was there the whole time. Yeah. Before.
2: The spiraling paths up perfectly match with the spiraling
0: shape of the dungeon. But even so after like- Demise is physically crushed, his his evil seeps out from underneath the cracks in the earth, but then dissipates under the light of the Triforce. Yes. Yeah, big evaporation.
2: And then Phi confirms, yeah, Demise is completely and utterly obliterated. It's fine now.
1: There's also something to be said of the symbology, because it's Demise being crushed under Hylia's feet in the statue, much like in the cistern with... The Buddha's feet.
2: Yes, smashing down on the monsters therein. Isn't that something? Uh huh. It's almost like the cistern outlines the path that Hylia has orchestrated for
0: Link in its entirety. Hold on, enhance. You see, you see the little. I don't know if you're watching this. We're not, but just tell us under the 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 statue of the goddess uh underneath the bird crest, where the Triforce floats in front of. There is another kind of more abstract similar wing crest that looks a lot like the spirit of good crest. Could you link us? Okay.
1: Is it highly a symbol?
0: It's about 27 22718 in this video. 227 you say? 22718. 21718
1: rather. That's highly a symbol.
0: Behind the triforce you mean, right under the triforce.
1: Oh. Oh, the little shine thing. The little shrine thing is where the, the bird statue was put. What? Do you
0: see like the little wings around it? That's sort of Hylia's necklace.
1: Mm. Hold on. Wait, wait, watch. So oh, necklace.
0: I see. Yes, that does
2: look like the spirit of good symbol, doesn't it?
1: Mm. Hmm.
2: That's an interesting beat of uh, repeating symbology there. That's fun. That is very fun.
1: So now that Demise has been totally eradicated.
2: And Fi confirms that there's nothing left of him because the Triforce, when it gets to killing you, it does it for real.
0: And this Um, is why it's good that Fi is very conservative with her numbers, is that when she says it is a complete and total eradication, you can trust her. Yes. Uh,
1: She lets you know that, you know, Zelda will now wake up. There's no reason for her to remain sleeping.
2: So you better go see Link is so
1: happy. He has a super happy face and immediately like jumps off and parachutes down and runs into the temple.
2: And Zelda wakes up. Oh. And it's a nice, nice little reunion with Zelda and Groose and Link and the old lady. You
1: completely skip the part where she like nearly falls over and catches her. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Yeah, she's (sighs) exhausted. Or like she's weak. and And
1: she says good morning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maka love that shit. Yeah. And Bruce is
1: crying, and everybody's laughing, and Groose shakes Link around and hugs He's... all of them. And...
0: Yeah. Now, at this point, Zelda
2: is wearing both of her bracelets. She is. Mm-hmm. And also, the old woman is wearing one bracelet. Hmm. 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 Well, I mean, Zelda would be wearing both of her bracelets, right?
1: Yeah. She never gave it to anyone. Yeah. Because
0: she
2: did. It's right there. Well. There's three we'll bracelets. Well, yeah, there's three bracelets. We'll fucking get to that, won't we? <laughs> uh,
1: surprise. Surprise to everybody including
2: the old woman. Uh,
1: the old woman
2: does not see this coming, which is doubly interesting for the same reason that it's interesting that she's wearing the bracelet. Yes. What do you make of that, Crystal, that she's surprised by this but she's wearing the bracelet? Um uh <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, we'll get to it when we get to the ending, won't we? Because the greatest fuckerow of all is still to come.
1: Yes, um, Link is incapacitated, I guess, by the initial by a sneak attack explosion. Sneak attack. <laughs> yep, and he tries to stumble up, but he's too weak. And then Groose runs over and tries to. Well, to
2: prote- <laughs> uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Girahim grabs Zelda. Yes. And as, who has fainted. Who has fainted in the explosion that knocked Link the fuck over. And he starts pacing his way toward the... Uh, Portal? P- the Gate of Time. Yes. And the old woman is standing there. And he's like, wow, I've really been looking forward to this. And then Groose jumps between Girahim and the old woman. And he's
1: shaking like a leaf.
2: He's shaking like a leaf, but he's very clear with the stance of his body that he's not going to let Girahim touch the old lady.
1: <laughs>
2: and Girahim is like... and just kicks both of them really hard simultaneously
1: Um, Girahim informs you that he will resurrect Demise in the past with the divine soul of Hylia which is here now because he may be Demise may be dead now but he's not in the past so I
2: mean that's that stands to reason
1: why doesn't Link just go and get the Triforce
2: (laughs) you know that's a really good question but he doesn't I mean how's he going to get back up there the grucinator?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: How oh, that would work.
1: Grucinate up. Grab the Triforce. Bring it through the past.
2: Well, I mean, one of the things going on here is that textually it assumes that Link goes straight into the endgame now. He doesn't fuck off and go around like taking care of things and doing side quests no, and make sure he's got all the heart pieces.
1: Demise says you, when you get What's to him.
2: No, I mean this instance. Right now. Oh, okay. Right, right now. Here. No,
1: yeah. Link rushes right through. Right now. But in the later pause, when is like, you can go do your thing and come back, I got all the time. Uh, Link doesn't just go get the Triforce.
2: So Link follows into the past. And in the past, Impa has also been incapacitated because Girahim got in a sneak attack on her.
1: Yes.
0: Groose tries to, tries to stop Girahim, but gets kicked. Yes, that's
2: very true.
1: Um, I,
0: I, I think it's more than, even more than trying to stop
2: Girahim. he was trying to protect the old woman, which gets me a little bit.
1: And after talking to the wounded young Impa, or maybe not, you, you rush outside.
2: And so begins the absolute worst part of the lightning round.
1: Yes, the horde battle.
2: Which is fun on its own because you can get hearts here, you can't get them in the lightning round.
1: You can't get hearts in hero mode
2: you can carry potions in here carry mode.
1: potions in hero mode yes it is fine uh, Girahim directs his hordes to delay link driving themselves onto Link's sword if need be just by a few seconds as he you know spirals Zelda's body up and starts draining it
2: he starts doing a dance around yes to he begin does this the ritual
1: early victory dance
2: oh, it's not a victory dance it's part of the ritual.
1: Oh, I thought it was like a happy dance.
2: No, it's his ritual. Okay. Um, This is a very interesting sequence because it feels like one of those few times that Nintendo tries to flex and show the Wii doing things that you don't normally think of the Wii as being able to do because they'll throw 30 or 40 distinct enemies at a time at you during this sequence.
1: Oh, I should also mention there's two Zeldas here right now.
2: Oh yeah, there are. (laughs) One of them sealed in amber, the other one uh, that Girahim has. Yeah. What do you say? What's up, Crystal? Bracelet count currently four. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is Impa wearing a no, bracelet? No. no, not yet. Both Zeldas. Oh, no, it would be five now, right? Impa hasn't gotten her bracelet yet. Yeah, but Zelda in amber has bracelets. Yeah, she has two. And then Zelda down in the pit has two. Yeah. So there's five. Old lady Zelda and Zelda. Again. The old
0: lady isn't here.
2: <laughs> okay, so you're saying right now? Yeah, vicinity. right now, right now. There's four.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, you're right. I'm sorry.
1: Bracelet count is four.
2: Bracelet count as of this thousands of years in the past is four. <sighs> Um, you fight your way down, and you have to kill everything and everybody, and I've always been curious about how they managed to make the tech for this sequence work. I think that it might be down to the fact that the enemies that you're fighting have radically less complicated animations and AI routines compared to the normal versions of the Moblins and Bocoblins. but it's really impressive looking when you're running through it.
1: The Bocoblins here, a few of them have horns to rally the troops, and... Their little ditty that they blow is the the flute boys jingle in Link to the Past.
2: Oh it is. Wow, I hadn't I haven't thought about it. I had it, you I write that down. Oh okay.
1: You might want to read this paragraph too.
2: Okay. I'm going to write down what I wrote I'm going to read what I wrote down at Monica's direction and but I that did. that was just
1: to see if you wanted to bring up any of that right now.
2: Hold on. Mm, no. Okay. No.
1: We'll wait till later. Okay, um, and so you reach the bottom, and there's Girahim. and I think we need to watch the video for this sequence. I don't have it down too
2: accurately. Ghirahim basically goes, you know what? The rest of the ritual can carry on without me. It's just a matter of time now, but I'm going to kill you now, because even if you defeat me, it won't make a difference.
0: So you fight Girahim. This is the part where the cell shading breaks because the lighting just makes Link look like a 3D model. Does it? Yeah.
1: I don't even notice, I suppose.
0: You can see every polygon on Link's face. Is that a result of the dolphin emulator? I mean, maybe, I'm not sure. I think this is recorded on the Wii, the video I'm watching, because it has, uh, maybe, I don't know.
2: It's a little bit smooth to be running on the Wii, I think. I could be wrong. But regardless, uh, yeah, the lighting here is awfully intense compared to the rest of the game. And it's a little bit, uh, it can be screwy looking in places. But Link looks really fucking intense here. Link yeah. is
1: very angry or intent. Um, Girahim has transformed into... His of-
2: true shape. Yes. Which is basically like Phi. only he's black with white hair and white diamond patterns.
1: Yes, and there's a, a grayish gem on him. And it's like, he, this is also when he starts speaking with the Fi background text.
2: Yes, so you could tell that his voice is different from how it
0: used to be. He also transforms into a big sword for a second.
1: Well, yes. To really drive it home.
0: Just so that you're aware that he is the same
2: kind of spirit as Fi is. Where did Girahim come from? I
1: guess Demise created him.
2: What's your take, Crystal? Yet someone forged him. Yeah, but who's someone? Uh, Demon blacksmith. Is he? Ju- He's more than the sword, though. He is the spirit in the sword. Demise. So demise is a god capable of creating spirits. Yeah. Why not? He's equal to Hylia.
1: He can't create Google Assistant, so he created Alexa.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> is Alexa evil? Yeah. Okay. He demise broke onto Hylia's computer. And found the source code for Fi. And then he made his own compiler to run the source code. Yeah.
2: And it changed a few uh, important values. And anyway, Girahim's bad, and he's like Phi, but he's bad.
1: Do you interpret it that he was designed to be much more human, I guess is the best word, much more human than Phi Or is it the result of being corrupted? Or is it him being out for so long? Like he... He's everything that Phi isn't. He's very emotional.
2: Phi becomes more aware of emotions and how they work, and she becomes more empathetic as the game goes on. Uh-huh. So I think one of the implications here is that, given enough time, Phi would become a fully realized
0: personality, like Girahim. Like Girahim, hopefully less evil. Yes. Right. Girahim's been alone for three thousand years.
1: Alone without his master.
2: I fed a machine learning algorithm 3,000 years of evil deeds, and this is what it did.
1: (laughs) Um, The Girahim fight is pretty fun.
2: Yeah, the way that you fight Girahim is he elevates you on top of this, what is basically a series of floating platforms. And he says that he will do some kind of plunging death of some kind to you. So what you have to do is you have to fight him and knock him backwards. Because
1: this Link is very sarcastic.
2: (laughs) Well, he's not just sarcastic. He's an asshole. Yeah. But, you know, uh, the other thing is that you can't really hurt Girahim as he is now. His body is too strong. So what you have to do is... Hit him and get him off guard until you can drive him to the edge of the platform, knock him down to the lower platform, and then do a plunging finishing attack to drive the Master Sword directly into his chest. And every time you do this, the jewel in his chest is more openly exposed until you get him down to the bottom. And then he summons uh, the sword that Ganondorf used at the Space World 2000 uh, GameCube demo.
1: Is it the same one?
2: No, but it's shaped very similarly. And you break the sword and stab Girohim in the chest a bunch of times, and then he's defeated. And he's like, ow, but it didn't matter because here's Demise.
1: Well, he says, boy, what are you?
2: Yeah, he does say, boy, what are you? Because he doesn't understand how you can fight like this. And then the ritual's complete, and the devil shows up.
1: Yeah. Zelda has to scream, like, a lot more times. She
2: gets flung up into the air, and then uh, the imprisoned... Bursts out of the ground because the power of Hylia that's keeping it sealed has been neutralized by the power of Hylia that Girahim has taken into his possession. And the imprisonment pops out and it basically eats all of Zelda's life force. And yeah, she screams bloody fucking murder during the whole thing.
1: Does she lose all of Hylia in that moment, do you think?
2: I think she... No, that's not it. Zelda herself is Hylia in this incarnation.
1: Well, she doesn't die.
2: Yeah, what exactly does he eat? Well, they call it the soul,
0: but that usually just means, like, the power, the life force. So maybe half of it got eaten by Demise and the other half got eaten by Vati. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, no, what what, what I mean to say is I think he gets, like, all of it except for, like, dregs, which is just enough to keep her body alive. And Girahim's very happy about this turn of events. And after uh, the imprisoned devours the power of the goddess, it creates this big fucking whirlwind of light and malice, because this is all just the color of malice. And Girahim's like, Ah, it's all over. This world belongs to darkness.
1: Is this when Zelda drops, or does she drop later?
2: (laughs) No, she drops later.
1: Okay. She's just hovering there, right? Yeah,
2: she's just hovering there as an effect of the magic. And,
0: um then Demise is there. And Demise has most of the power of Hylia? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Because he lost a great deal of his own power in being defeated by Hylia, and he hasn't had time to rebuild it over the course of thousands of years. So he took enough of Hylia's power to completely replenish his own, which it turns out was just enough that she was left alive afterward.
1: Can we describe Demise?
2: Well, Okay, so we pan back to Demise and uh, he's somewhere between Broly from Dragon Ball Z Movie 8 and Akuma from the English localization of the Street Fighter series because his face is just Akuma. All that he's missing is the giant bead necklace.
1: He's got a scar on his forehead, and I guess that's where the ceiling spike was.
2: Yeah, I'm assuming that Hylia defeated him by actually driving a ceiling spike into his head, like oh. Link, much like Link. Did yes. Ganon?
1: Did she drive it with like the or the Goddess sword as a hammer?
2: Maybe I don't know. That's cool. I mean, I would argue that she probably used the Locomo sword, some sword, some kind of sword.
1: And he, he um, initially has dark hair, but it. it It pulsates.
2: It's fire. His whole body gives off this sense of like a really slow heartbeat. And every time the heart pulsates, his appearance changes. He becomes covered in these dark veins of energy. And his hair turns from dark to the color of fire. And it's a pretty cool effect.
1: It's pretty cool, but... You only see him here, you know, 40 to 50 hours in.
2: And you only see him, like, in the fight. But he's a cool. He's a cool enough design. Yeah. I don't think he's... He's very incongruent with the design of other Zelda villains, because he's not much of a character. He's just a boss design. If he was a boss, that's one thing. He'd be one of the greatest boss designs of all time. But as a villain, he leaves a little bit of something... Lacking because he doesn't convey a lot about his personality.
1: He's no Ganondorf. No,
2: not at all. He also doesn't emote nearly as much as Ganondorf.
1: Also, I guess if your wants are very generic, then you don't stand out.
2: So when Demise stands up, he's like, huh, all right, that's cool, I guess. And then Girahim is like, ah, you're back, that's so cool.
1: Welcome back.
2: And Demise is like, uh, hey, my sword. And Girahim dies here. Yes. Because Demise reaches out and knocks out Girahim with the strength of his will, and Girahim is like suspended in the air as if he's been crucified. And with his power, Demise draws the blade from inside of Girahim's chest. And as it's happening, Girahim starts laughing and laughing and laughing.
1: It's a bit effed up.
2: And. Demise pulls out his massive fucking sword from inside of Girahim and waves his sword and Girahim dissolves into light, which is drawn into the sword. Sword and spirit reunited.
1: And the sword has an upside down triforce, indicating it is from Lorule.
0: No! God damn it! I <laughs> wish- okay,
1: it's an upside down triforce, the antithesis of the gods.
0: Uh, it is interesting that it has a Lorulean triforce on it. <laughs> For fuck's sake, the both of you! Look, look, okay, okay, Cameron. I'm not saying demise or this sort or whatever is from Low Rule.
2: Well, you better not be because you've already said they're from Termina.
0: <laughs> I'm saying it plainly has a Larulian Triforce on it. That that cannot be argued. <sighs> now we and can it... interpret this in a variety of ways. Uh-huh. Like what? Like they're from Low Rule. <laughs>
2: Is low-rule Termina, Crystal? Is that what happened to Termina after Link left? It became low-rule? Well, no, it's a completely different timeline. I beg your fucking... Okay, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're going to get okay. so
0: mad at me, even though you were wrong.
2: So the so the moon crashes into Termina, and... Wait, no, even that would... Yeah, the moon crashed... No, no, no. let me because... be
0: clear. Termina is destroyed in the adult timeline.
1: Skull Kid might not ever get the mask in the adult timeline. Yeah,
2: I, I'm thinking that the adult timeline probably doesn't have Skull Kid doing that. Or maybe he already did it. Well, uh, anyway, so the power <laughs> of Majora runs amok from in, the darkness is unleashed. And uh, I guess Low Rule just starts going to shit with the evil flowing out of the stone tower temple. Well, sorry, Termina becomes Low Rule because everything is so bad. This is your theory. It's not mine. What's your theory, then?
0: Where are the demons from? Where are the demons from? Why do they have an anti-Triforce on their leader's sword? I think that Demise
2: thought that the upside-down Triforce was a better representation of his own dominion over the natural order than making blocks that lick the Triforce while sitting on it.
1: (laughs) So, So this is like the Yiga clan with the Sheikah eye. Yes, Like, we're going to invert it and pour knowledge into ourselves.
0: Exactly like that. I would be very interested to know when this symbol was developed in the real world. I would also be interested
2: to know that. This isn't one of the things that's gone into in any detail in uh, the Zelda art books that we've collected. And I don't think it's ever mentioned in the Historia. I don't know about the Encyclopedia. But the Upside Down Triforce as a symbol... And how that relates to the upside-down Sheikah Eye, or the Eye of Hylia, there's never been any kind of explanation for it. All we can do is speculate.
0: It seems like uh, A Link Between Worlds did not enter full production until July of 2012. So that would mean that they definitely weren't developed at the same time, and there
2: was no overlap in development. I mean, that art concept might have might have happened. Well, I mean, the upside-down cross is a real lazy shorthand that has no canonical basis, but is still used in horror movies to communicate, hey, things are bad here. So maybe it's coming from a similar place. You think it's just a coincidence? I'm not saying that I think it's a coincidence. I'm saying that it's probably a statement by demise. Though, we might also consider that when he was making his sword that is the answer to the goddess sword, he might have actually put the Triforce on there with the wrong orientation. Like his sword is meant to be looked at one way and the Goddess Sword is meant to be looked at the other way. So
1: it's like a, a cosplayer like looking at fan art and then or not looking at art and then getting the directions wrong because they're making their own outfit. Yes.
0: No, it's that when when the, when you're when you're <laughs> on the ground looking up at him as he stabs you, oh. the wow. last thing you will see is the correct orientation of the treasures. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's Yay! Good.
2: Okay, sure. Why not?
1: Demai speaks interestingly.
2: When you say interestingly, what do you mean?
1: He looks very brutish.
2: He does, but, but he doesn't speak that way. He's
1: not outright eloquent, but a little bit.
2: Now, if I remember, uh, translations, direct translations that I've read of his Japanese dialogue do frame him as speaking somewhat more simply.
1: Yeah, but he's more eloquent in English. That was an interesting decision.
0: Yes. Let's read some of his dialogue. Do you have his Japanese dialogue? I do not. I have his English dialogue. So you were the chosen knight of the goddess. Intriguing. The goddess lowered herself to a mortal existence to keep me imprisoned. How pathetic. This bag of flesh pales in comparison to the magnificence of her previous form.
2: I like that line there, the magnificence of her previous form, because it implies a very deep respect between the two of
0: them. And the Japanese dialogue is, Even if she claims it was for the sake of eluding me, she went to the extreme of becoming a mere human. Even that the brave and so prideful goddess Hylia went to such ends. Yeah, I think I prefer the officially translated version.
1: English much better.
2: Well, I mean, like, That's the difference between translation versus transliteration, right? Yes. But after Demai says that, he's like, eh. And he like swings his sword and it causes this enormous whirlwind that flings Zelda into the air. And then she starts plummeting toward the ground.
1: Oh, yes. This is where it comes up.
2: Yes. And then, guess who's here? Groose is charging down the side of the slope because Link won't make it in time. And he shouts at Link, don't worry, Groose got this. (laughs) And he makes this enormous diving catch and there's this explosion of dust at the impact but then the camera pulls back and Groose is half crushed beneath her but Zelda's fine how nice he absorbed all the force of the impact so once again Groose is absolutely essential to the continued survival of everyone
1: Demise even calls him out
0: he's like what
1: you and that other human would stand before me oh stand before obliteration
0: to aid the goddess
1: yeah,
2: which is interesting because in his time, the only humans who ever saw him could not even speak for their terror and could only hide mewling behind their goddesses' skirts, counting on her to protect them.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I'm doing it from memory, so I'm getting it wrong somewhat. But the 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 whole point of it is there. He looks down enormously on humans, and Grus and Link have impressed him just by showing up,
1: and he's he's really amused that. From the quivering insects from before someone like Link was begotten.
2: And he's so amused by it that he's like, Okay, I tell you what. Since you're so eager to die, and I'm so eager to walk around, I'm going to make a place for us to have a fight. And you can come through and fight me whenever you please. If you need to make preparations, do so. I have waited eons for this moment. I can wait a few hours more. And that part is so fucking cool. That part is so fucking cool, especially because he hasn't been waiting for eons from a linear perspective of time here.
1: I think there's a remark here that Demise is still absorbing the soul, and it's going to take time for him to absorb it completely. Yes,
2: that is what Gruce says. The old lady said that it would take time. So now the old lady remembers it now that it's happened in the past, but before she didn't remember it. Good grief. So you have time, but you've got to kill Demise, it is a thing you have to do, and Demise will wait for you.
1: There's a pretty cool line here. Something like, if if you would raise your blade against the world I would build, come for me.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> if you that's fear for your life, do not follow me. You can spend what little time your world has left, cowing and crying, as befits your kind. But if you truly desire to raise your blade against the world I would build, come for me.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So then we go straight to Demise, right? We don't... Fuck around. with
1: We him. at least go over there to save Cam.
0: Well, look, given you... the information that Demise is absorbing Zelda's soul, and it's going to take some time to finish, but if you kill him, you kill him first, then you can save Zelda. It's time to go do some side quests. <laughs> no, we
2: will be doing no side quests because we finished all the side. Yeah, quests all the side quests are done by now. But you may
1: want to go and refill your potions. No, that's fine. I would like to go refill my potions. Well, you don't
2: get
0: to because now I'm in control. Get the don't get tired potion.
2: It's time for the don't get hurt potion.
1: <laughs> oh, the bug infused.
2: The bug infused guardian potion for Monica's.
1: Sure, why not? I
2: don't do. I don't use it against demise. I know. Oh, I love.
1: Oh no, we're getting into. The I fight. love
2: fighting demise. Demise okay. is mechanically speaking the best boss fight the series has ever had.
1: So we we go <clears> into <throat> the we go into the dark fire puddle
2: Uh Puddle uh-huh malice it's It's pure malice
1: and we're teleported to a a strange realm of water and sky
2: where you cannot separate the sky from the waters
1: and you call this Hylia's realm cam
2: did i did i say that
1: or did i write that
2: you wrote that i wrote that no i
1: wrote Hylia's realm i
2: don't think it's Hylia's realm it feels almost like he's taking you back to the beginning of everything. The yeah, beginning of creation.
0: Before Din made land, there was only sky and sea. It's before the skies were. before the waters
2: were separated from the firmament.
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah, that. Most original creation myths do start off with that, I suppose. Mm. And it's this really pretty. Oh, it's place.
2: gorgeous. I love this place. Yeah.
1: It sort of reminds me of the ending of Ocarina of Time.
2: Uh, What is this? Yes, it does. Very much like
0: that. It is actually extremely similar. I
1: think that's why I wrote Hali's Realm, Zelda.
0: The edge of time from whence she sits. Now, demise is here. Fi has some interesting things to say about demise. What does she have to say? This eternal being has conquered time itself, Mm. it is the source of all monsters. According to tales passed down through generations, it appears differently in each epoch and to each person who lays eyes on it. Which implies
2: from Fi's perspective that not only is Link seeing a version of Demise that's unique to him, but also that the war with Demise is not the first war with Demise.
1: I think the implication here, and a lot of fans seem to make it, is that Demise is a f- the original form of Ganon.
2: Well, this what it implies to me is that Demise is not the first. It, that
1: there is some other original form.
2: There is no original. It goes on and on back forever. It has conquered time itself.
1: What's that giant spaceman in Marvel again?
2: Galactus? Yes. Yes, Galactus is also seen differently depending on who's looking at it.
0: So, you could almost say if you if you were to go back in antiquity, there is no before the war. It is just endless war. There is no peace. There are simply lulls between the wars if you if you were to go in a time machine and set it to backwards, if you went before Helia defeated demise, it would just be infinite war against demise.
2: So you're imagining a war that basically stretches back. Forever, a single conflict. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm imagining is that demise is some later iteration of an ancient evil. Oh. A, per- a particular version, if you will.
1: I think both are possible.
2: If if they were fighting an inf- a non stop eternal war against the You were about to deity, say infinity war. <laughs> I had to not. <laughs> I almost said infinite, and I said, no, don't. Don't say that. Don't say that, or it will go bad. I couldn't catch myself in time. If they were fighting an eternal war against the demons, then it becomes much more difficult to blame Hylia for whatever measure she takes to end it. Yes, but I think that what is meant, to, what it implies to me from Phi's perspective, is that demise is not the first, but it is the source of all monsters. What this really is, is supposed to be... Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So if Demise is not the first, and it's understood that he'll just keep coming back again and again and again and again over the eons, given what happens at the end of this battle, I think that all of this, all of this, is done with the specific purpose of killing Demise permanently and irreversibly.
1: Hmm.
2: Because in the timeline that we just came from, Demise is killed permanently, irreversibly, and totally, with no echoes left behind by the Triforce. And in this one, after you defeat Demise, his essence, his life force, his soul is drawn into the Master Sword to be burned away over the course of many years. So what this really is, is the final chapter in that repeating war the end of the era of Hylia and Demise.
1: So Hylia made a good plan.
2: It's a good plan if
0: you want to stop the repeating war or the forever war.
1: The Infinity War?
0: No, god Here's my question. <laughs> Demise is the source of all monsters. And Demise is destroyed by the Triforce. Then where do the other monsters come from?
1: Another source crops up.
0: Yeah.
2: An evil as great as himself. Or... Maybe what a monster is in this context, at least according to Fi, is different than what a monster will eventually be. Maybe there's no way to keep evil fully out of the world. So, you fight Demise. And Demise is basically different from every other boss in the whole thing in that he's just a straight-up sword battle. And for a lot of players, he's probably going to be very difficult because he's difficult to stagger and he can punch you. And when he punches your shield... It staggers you and then he can hit you. And he does a good amount of damage and he's difficult. But if you know how to fight him perfectly, if you recognize his patterns and are able to respond quickly enough when he's attacking you, you can power through almost all of his attacks and never stop hitting him. You can parry every attack he does, hit him with a spin attack, parry his next attack hit him a few more times which puts him into a stagger state and then you really cut fucking loose if you know exactly what you're doing you can kill demise within about 45 seconds of total play time it's absurd but for most people he's by far the hardest fight in the entire game
1: he has two stages
2: he has two stages he has the regular stage and then the okay you beat my first stage now it's time to summon the lightning
0: Oh, Demise Starts has a raining. real interesting Japanese dialogue. Okay, what's the Japanese dialogue? So, the official NOA translation. The hate for the gods that has boiled in my veins. You will taste all of it in the bite of my blade. The transliteration given by um, Maski on the Zelda Universe forums. Uh, the flowing hatred towards the gods' tribe. The joy which comes with the release of my power. I shall discharge all of them into you.
1: Hmm. So, instead of just referring to the gods as the gods, he's identifying a particular tribe, like the demon tribe.
0: There's the gods tribe and the demon tribe. Hikari no kami.
1: Gods of light?
0: Yes. That is interesting. What do you make of it, Crystal? Hmm. I don't know. Why does he hate this these, these gods so much? He's the bad god. It's kind of he's funny because...
1: <laughs> It's kind of funny because how would he have come in contact with the rest of the gods? Unless he's talking about the minor deities.
2: No. No. He's not a spirit of good. He's not one of the gods of light. But Demise is a god. He generates life spontaneously just by existing. He can
0: craft spirits to his specifications. If
1: he's a god, he can't wield the Triforce.
0: Uh... We need to be precise with our terms here. Demise is a demon. He may have power, like, unto a god, but he is not of the god's tribe.
2: So he is of scale with the gods, but the chief difference
0: is he can use the Triforce. Yes, men and demons can use the Triforce. Gods cannot. Or is it that he would not be able to use the full power
2: of the Triforce, but even some smattering of it combined with his own power would be more than enough to subjugate the world? Because that is what is said by Zelda. No god can wield the fullness of the Triforce. Hmm. He doesn't need to use all of it. It's just that he needs to use not even part of it. It's just that no one can use it against him. It's the only real threat to him over time.
1: Interestingly enough here, Demise does mention that he will take the Triforce for his own.
2: He does, yes. He
1: really does care about that. He
2: wants it. He wants it real bad.
1: Okay, and then uh, the second phase, it starts raining and well, not exactly it's not raining, raining. It's just thund- thunder, lightning, yeah, crashing,
2: and and this
1: is the part where if you don't know, demise will raise his sword and
2: do a skyward strike.
1: Yeah, do a skyward strike, yep. and lightning will imbue his sword. Oh, it should be mentioned that during this whole sequence, you can't skyward strike.
2: Right. You could still raise your sword, but the power of Hylia is not here.
1: Right. But now that it's uh, storming, you can skyward strike and imbue your master sword with, with
2: lightning. lightning. But there's only specific times that lightning will come down. And you have priority over demise if both of you are raising your swords. But if you raise it too late, he'll get the lightning instead of you. And if you raise it too early, he will try to, strike, to knock you down so that you can't get it.
1: But there are people who don't clue in to the the fact that you can do this.
2: Okay, just say it, (laughs) asshole. Come on.
1: Cam, you played this whole thing without knowing you could do this. Uh
2: Uh-huh. The first time that I beat the game, I had no idea you could infuse your sword with lightning. Also, my shield broke. So I was fighting him with just the sword and no idea that you could skyward strike with the lightning. It was a very interesting fight.
1: It was a very long fight.
2: Uh Uh-huh. It sure was. (laughs)
1: And it never occurred to you that this is a really crazy, difficult battle.
2: No, it didn't. I was too into it. I was like, this is the hypest. I didn't care much for the music, but I thought that it was easily the best fight in the history of the series as a fight.
1: Crystal, you figured it out, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: It only makes sense. (laughs) It's obvious in retrospect, and it makes it much, much more manageable.
1: What do we make about the lightning here? I
2: think you can actually reflect his skyward strikes if you hit his strikes with the Master Sword in the proper direction. Hmm. I think. I haven't tested that.
1: But do either of you make anything of the lightning and that Hylia's power is absent here?
2: Well, that's his power.
1: You snatch his power from him.
2: You snatch his power from him and fling it back at him.
1: I guess because it's mostly Hylia's power.
2: Or maybe you're fighting at the beginning of time and that's the primordial power of the universe.
1: It likes Link better?
2: Uh, it, the Master Sword is specifically forged to do this.
1: Okay.
0: Well, if you are at the beginning of time, that, that does raise the interesting idea that both timelines are cursed.
2: That does raise an interesting idea.
0: The idea that it, it looks like the beginning of time, but
2: I don't think it actually is. Okay. <laughs> that, that's it.
1: Um, And you beat Demise.
2: Yeah, you steal Demise's power to hit him with lightning. And the first time you try to do a finishing blow on him, and he rolls out of the way of it, which is the coolest thing. You have to get past a certain damage threshold before you can actually finish him off. And then you stab him through the chest. And it's sick.
1: And the, the place calms down, it's pretty, and Demise, Demise lays down his curse. And
2: the thing that he says here, and I'll just read the whole thing. Once you've stabbed him through the chest, he says, Extraordinary. You stand as a paragon of your kind, human. You fight like no man or demon I have ever known, though this is not the end. My hate never perishes. It is born anew in a cycle with no end. I will rise again. Those like you, those who shared the blood of the goddess and the spirit of the hero, they are eternally bound to this curse. An incarnation of my hatred shall ever follow your kind dooming them to wander a blood-soaked sea of darkness for all time. And then he falls over and dies.
1: <laughs> this is the and curse. And Fi eats him. Y- yes. This is the curse that is commonly cited now as the start of the cycle of games, I suppose.
2: Yes. Though, if you depending on how you read Fi's description of what's going on here, he may not actually be placing a curse. He's describing the cycle. Whether you that say already- that. If Keep in mind that I read Demise as the latest in a line of threats that appear repeatedly over the eons. And if that's the case, he may not be actively cursing them. He may simply be describing what's going to happen regardless.
1: So when he says curse, it's more of a descriptive function of the cyclical nature of things?
2: Yes, or else he's describing a curse that was placed long,
0: long ago. At the beginning of time. I'm not going to say at the beginning of time, no. Let me, read, let me read Demise's Japanese speech. Please. Human, having been able to overcome me, you are a strong human. <laughs> Splendid, but remember, this is not over. My hatred, the curse of the demon tribe. They shall continuously go on reincarnating until the end of all times. Do not forget it, I shall repeat it. Your people shall... The people who possess the blood of the goddess and the soul of the hero shall forever be unable to escape from this curse. This hatred and grudge, its evolution, shall forever painfully wander across this blood stained dark sea along with you lowlifes forever. <laughs> you you low low lives. Lives. Ah.
2: So, which version of that speech do you prefer, Crystal?
0: The one where he says, You are a strong human. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel that. Why not?
1: I find it interesting here that in in that version, he describes the curse as the demon tribe's curse. Yes. So it's the curse of his people.
2: It's more than just him, which again implies that it may predate this sequence, depending on how you read it. That would imply that both timelines are cursed. The easiest way to read it, of course, is that Demise himself is placing a curse here. How that curse manifests and what it does is perhaps left up to question i think
0: that's a good place to call it i think is are we going to call it
2: there we can just
0: finish right
1: we've got a lot to talk about there's there's
0: there's much left to discuss
2: shit seriously i guess there is god damn
0: it yeah let this be the end of the main part of skyward sword (laughs) episode nine is the epilogue of skyward sword
2: okay well now i've got to figure out a different song to use okay why because I was going to use the staff roll.
1: Well, the staff role... Be- oh, okay.
2: Right. Yeah. It's the best staff roll in the series.
1: Yes, absolutely. Oh, I need to call out that line from Zelda. Which one? The, it's over. It's all over. No,
2: no. We do that when we get to that part. Yeah, We're stopping before no, that I part.
1: I know. I know. Okay.
2: Cam, where can people find you online? And you can find me at Camwriter on Twitter.
0: Twitter.com slash Crystal patreoncom ArcaneCrystal. MCU Complete Me the show where we talk about Marvel movies. Let's Place the show where we scientifically and objectively rank every video game according to quality. So we'll get to emails next time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You want to hear yeah. a Zelda joke? Uh, you bet your ass I do.
1: Uh huh.
0: This comes from GameFox thread Your Best Zelda Joke posted by user Stickfree. How many days does it take for the moon to fall? How many? Just three.
1: Is that a joke?
0: <laughs> that's that's like
2: a reference to a Tootsie Pop commercial from 45 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, podcast over. Okay.
1: Bye.